This is the Health Space Podcast, where we interview experts in the field of integrative health and wellness. I'm your host, Prue Sturgeon. Today, I'm speaking with Maggie, who is qualified in traditional Chinese medicine as an acupuncturist and herbalist. Maggie is also a qualified doula and is currently the director of acupuncture across all health space clinics. In this episode, Maggie and I discuss what acupuncture is, and Maggie shares a little about the origin of this traditional knowledge. We talk about what a meridian actually is, why needles are used, and how acupuncture can help the body to function in a better way. I loved diving into this topic with Maggie. Now it's your turn. Enjoy. Maggie, thank you so much for joining us today for the podcast. Obviously, I've been looking forward to it. (laughs) So the podcast is all about inspiring you to be the best version of yourself. So can you share with us a go-to of yours that helps you to be the best version of you? I would say I am committed to disconnecting with my computer and technology is one of my favorites of the day. I think I realized about two years ago that people just way too connected. I'm not really going to set the example. I don't know who is. I just think the most important and enriching part of my life practice at Health Space is actually being with the clients. So I am committed to not checking email off hours, all hours, and really setting that example for people. So I have written an inbox reply saying I answer emails Monday and Friday in office hours um, and not Tuesday through Thursday when I practice the heaviest so it's been kind of a life changer and I I definitely think people have to get used to it in a 24-hour society but yeah I've taken the steps people are used to that return email from me and seems to go well and makes me happy so I love that so much and particularly because it's about curating your space it's about curating your physical space but also your mental space your digital space And this really allows for you to have your own time to focus on the things and choose where your time and energy goes. Yeah, I like that, curating. Curating I'm curating my space, (laughs) yes. So Maggie, being one of our head acupuncturists here at HealthSpace, I'm wondering if you can briefly explain what acupuncture is. Explaining briefly acupuncture is nearly impossible, but uh, yeah, I'll give it a whirl. there's a lot of conditions, I'd say, that people might be familiar with acupuncture as, you know, it's something that people have said, oh, I use acupuncture for my my knee pain or my back pain or sometimes when I feel stressed or, you know, even coming, you know, forward, we've got a little bit more things like nausea and vomiting, things like that. Um, but if I, if I could be short about the answer, I think acupuncturists use small, tiny, fine needles, sometimes a little bit bigger, um, to stimulate meridians and meridian points, or in, in my mind, I'm you know stimulating part of the, the nervous system and the nerves, the communication pathways, um, to elicit a response that is more pleasing or more appropriate for the body to have. So just kind of facilitating a communication that helps the body work a little bit better, um, relax a little bit more, and function in a healthier way. One of the words that you mentioned just now, which some people may be aware of and some may not, can you explain to us what a meridian is and what a channel is and how they relate to acupuncture? 
Meridians and channels were mapped out by people that started using acupuncture over 2,000 years ago. Uh, so it was kind of a watch and wait relationship. So they'd stimulate points along people's bodies, their arms, their legs. Uh, and they could see that some areas had bigger reactions than other reactions. They slowly started to use needles along different pathways and map out the reaction and response and what they thought those points would be useful for. And they developed a whole system around that. Uh, so yeah, it's just a, a pathway that we have observed over time has a certain response. That's what a meridian is. I find that so fascinating. And I love that this has come from a long line of knowledge and wisdom that's been passed down for, did you say 2,000 years? Over 2,000 years. I think that's what fascinates me about the process of acupuncture too, the, the process of observation and, and writing things down. I just don't think it's, it's something that would ever be current. I don't think it's something that would happen again in terms of the way scientific and modern research is conducted as a completely different headspace than just simply watching the body's response to something over long periods of time and documenting it. So Maggie, something that you mentioned earlier was about needles. I'm sure a few people are like, why are you using needles? And is it painful? Can you tell us a little bit about that? I think for this question, I'm going to have to quote my favorite at King's Cross, Roger, and say that needles and having acupuncture is a little bit like your flavor of chilies. Some people like really hot chilies, some people don't like really hot chilies, can't, can't stand them, can't tolerate them. So needles are a little bit like that, or as we like to gentle the term, we call them pins. Sometimes people hardly feel them. They really are about the size of a shaft of hair, so quite thin in most cases, um, varying up to a little bit spicier. A lot of people don't notice at all, and other people have, you know, really strong reactions or memories to needles. I think the most important thing to remember with acupuncture needles is that the big difference between that and hypodermic needles is they tend to be quite a bit thinner, and they're not hollow and withdrawing, you know, blood or any other substance from the body, um, so therefore tend to hurt a little bit less. The last thing I will say about needles um, and the difference between, I'd say, a hypodermic needle and an acupuncture needle is most practitioners for comfort and for cleanliness and safety use guide tubes with their needles. So it's a way that we can insert the needle quite quickly and also without touching the shaft of the needle. So it's a more sanitary and comforting experience for the client. So generally people do quite well with acupuncture needles. You know, I have met over time people that just do not like chili. <laughs> I can attest to that whenever I've had acupuncture. Most of the time I can't actually feel them at all. But then there's those one or two points. It's like, oh no, I can feel those ones. That's there. That's there for sure. Yes. So can you explain briefly why a needle would be going into a particular point or what, what the reason for that is? You know, just to keep things on the simple side while we're explaining acupuncture in broad strokes, we are familiar that people use acupuncture for pain relief. And so one reason, you know, that we might choose a point along a meridian is because we think that the nervous system or the pathway is, is not flowing very advantageously. Um, so we might use a needle in that area to help the blood flow 
a little bit better, the nervous system communication happen a little bit better. Um, so it might help free and relax things that way. A lot of people have heard of the term dry needling as well. So it's something that when people come see me, they differentiate me between you know a dry needling practitioner and an acupuncturist. When there's not necessarily a huge separation when it comes to treating pain and musculoskeletal stuff, I understand the meridians and where they run and how they work harmoniously and together, whereas a practitioner of dry needling might understand the muscle and the muscle belly and the anatomy of the system. Um, but inherently, I understand that as well. So the, the depth I have in needling and choosing just might have a little bit more layer to it than somebody that dry needles but have the same similar effect as releasing the muscle tissue and the muscle belly to relax and reduce pain. So then would you say that someone who is more specifically dry needling, that's more treating that particular muscle for that particular thing and therefore when you're using a needle it might be for a different part of the body or it might be for a different type of condition or feeling. I would tend to agree with your statement saying that people that dry needle tend to practice locally. Mm, okay. Yeah, so on a particular muscle or thing that's not working well. Okay. Um, whereas an acupuncturist, I can use a local point if I want to, same as somebody who dry needles, but I also know what's at the end of that pathway. So I can use that point at the end of the pathway to continue the blood flow and communication along along that meridian or pathway. I can also use that to my advantage because maybe the local area is too sensitive to actually be needled and I can elicit a positive response or pain relief by using the end of the channel and not the local point. So you might be treating a different part of the body for a different a symptom that's felt somewhere else in the body. That's correct. We typically know that as referral pain. Um, so that's basically an acupuncturist treating the end of a channel might be for something that's very far away from what the, where the point they're actually using is. So Maggie, you just mentioned about the treatment of pain through acupuncture and um, I personally have had experience with this and heard others being treated for different things like headaches, menstrual cycle disorders, fatigue even, feeling tired. Yeah. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that and if that's true. Well, I can't say that I, I haven't seen people in the clinic with all of those different Western disorders that you've mentioned, but I would say that we are really careful and focused on differentiating what people say is ailing them or bothering them and, and framing that up um, so it's still in a paradigm of Chinese medicine. Uh, because that's that's how we work on things. So we, we, we work on things as a disharmony of certain theoretical principles. Um, so I might look at your headache and decide that it is a disharmony of a certain meridian. And that's the way I work on things. And that's the way I'm supposed to work on things because that's how I understand them. Usually we go about things in that fashion, whereas the World Health Organization, I'd say, has recognized acupuncture as an effective treatment for certain neurological conditions, musculoskeletal conditions, 
respiratory disorders, tummy stuff, um, menstrual stuff, and other you know stress-related things, we're still always looking at those things from the perspective of the theory of Chinese medicine um, and how that frames up internally and through the meridian system. So that's it. That's the best way I can answer that in terms of I'm always translating what people are telling me to mm-hmm. make it line up in a Chinese medicine perspective. And in my head, I call those disorders in a very Chinese theoretical way, um, but it seems to help. Does that mean then that say I was to have a few different symptoms, they may be causing disharmony for a number of reasons, or you could look at it like it's a pattern? Is that what you're kind of saying? Most oftentimes when people come in with a problem list or Mm -hmm. a number of things that are bothering them, they are in Chinese medicine almost always, or I'd say traditional oriental medicine, almost always have some type of relationship to each other in the way that cycles work. So they could be totally unrelated. I could be working on a lot of different systems, but in my experience, I'd say I'm mostly working towards one disharmony of one meridian sticking out the most with several side branches, if you will. Yeah, that definitely makes sense to me. I mean, all of these um, elements, all of these symptoms, they're all happening within one body. So it seems to me that it would make sense that there's some sort of link there between them. Definitely. Favorite concept in health space. The body is a whole entity and not just one part. Very true. So Maggie, for our listeners who are not in Sydney, or in regional areas, what would you recommend for them if they're looking for a good acupuncturist or practitioner? Acupuncture has become a lot more regulated since I've arrived in Australia, which was about eight or nine years ago. Uh, So we do have to fall underneath the governing body, which is APRA. So they have a website that everyone is registered underneath. You can look them up and look up practitioners by area. So that's a really general way to get on and look up anybody you're thinking about going to see to make sure they are a recognized practitioner. Um, And then some of the acupuncture associations on part of the AACMA, they do have information about practitioners in all different postcodes and areas. So that's another way I I would go about finding an acupuncturist in a regional or less urban area because you do have to pass certain criteria to be part of the associations. That's really great to know, and it's great to know that it's regulated in that way also. We can include all of those details in the show notes, along with contact to Maggie as well. And so to wrap up the episode for acupuncture basics for today, Maggie, if our audience could have one main point to take away from this episode, what would you want it to be? I think I would want the takeaway message to be about getting clear on finding good health. From an acupuncture standpoint, we can look at things that patterns and symptoms tell us to arrive at a destination of health, but we can find that in all kinds of different modalities and pathways in the clinic. So as a practitioner and people that work around me, I just try and really encourage people to get clear on the aspects in their life, which health issues are causing them disharmony, and then choose many different pathways find different roads um, because acupuncture might be your way or it might not be but there's lots on offer there's lots of ways to achieve good health what a great way to finish that out considering our podcast is about inspiring you to the best version of you so being really aware of how we feel 
Thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today, Maggie. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to learn more about health space clinics and what we offer, please go to our website at healthspaceclinics.com.au. If you like what you've heard, feel free to subscribe. We post new episodes regularly, so we'll have more great content for you soon. We'd love to hear from you in season two. If you have a particular question or topic that you would like us to cover in an episode, please email us at podcast at healthspaceclinics.com.au.